It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season one. It is episode number 39. And unfortunately, Crowley, the regular Cubs season of 2022 has come to an end. But it ended on a pretty good note. Pretty solid final game on Wednesday against the Reds. We are going to not only walk you through the final three games in Cincinnati, but we are also going to start walking you through, taking you back through the 2022 season from the very start in spring training up until the All-Star break. And then that second half since the All-Star break, which has been pretty damn good for our Chicago Cubs. As always, of course, I'm joined by my buddy Crowley. Crowley, how the heck are you? I know you're probably feeling a little worse than I am. I told you before we started, I was really um, feeling it a little bit. I was already, as I was watching the Cubs and had the radio on in the kitchen, I was already starting to miss it. When they got to the seventh inning, I'm like, you know, six more outs. This sucks. Like I wanted, I wanted more, but here we are. We are without Cubs baseball in the regular season for 170-ish days until they're back on the field playing real baseball. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you can follow me at Crawley's Cubs. You can, you can follow us at fly the W six seventy on Instagram and on Twitter and fly the W on Facebook. You can email us at fly the W at six seventy at gmail.com. You know, Dustin, I always go back to that old Roger Hornsby quote. People ask me what I do in winter when there's no baseball. I'll tell you what I do. I stare out the window and wait for spring. And that is absolutely like for me leaving Wrigley on Sunday. One last time, I literally dragged it out until the last final hour I could. And the sun was setting and, and they had that final W up there. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's tough, man. But, you know, good thing is, is we're going to be here, uh, you know, still podcasting, still uh, on our socials, just interacting. And for those of you that are all into Cub stuff, it's going to be uh, an off season, a lot different. You know, it's been brutal 2020, 2021, uh, even going into 2022. You, we obviously had COVID, uh, the pandemic, which was just messed everything up. And then um, this last off season, you know, pandemic still caused a lot of problems and you had the lockout, which basically meant like no baseball news all winter. And so, you know, this is the first time in a long time we, we, we broke it on the show. Cubs convention is back. Um, you know, we're going to have a normal yes. off season, hopefully. And so we're going to have tons to talk about. So as, as, as much as it hurts right now, uh, you know, the Cubs played a lot of good baseball at the end. And when you saw the way that they performed, you know, you saw a team that even though they were out of it, had no chance of making the postseason, they didn't quit. They never quit. They fought no for, quit. you know, no, no quitting that team, no quitting that team. And that is, and, and you take a look at Pittsburgh, you take a look at Cincy didn't look so great. Yeah, their future, I don't think, 
those two teams specifically, not as bright as the Cubs' future. Now, I think the Pirates might have a uh, superstar in the making, right? A superstar potentially in the making, but we'll uh, we'll wait and see exactly what uh, the the six foot seven is. He six seven Crowley, the shortstop they've got. O'Neill I mean, Cruz, yeah, a, he's a giant a man amongst boys, if you will. They might have a <laughs> they might have a super superstar on their hands. I don't see him playing shortstop for forever, um, but uh, I still like where the Cubs are at. All right, so before we start recapping the whole season, Crowley, let's focus back in on Cubs at Reds. Game one, our guy, I'll say our guy, but boy, I am really loving Hayden Wesneski and Wes, call him Wes Nasty. He was on the mound for the Cubs, making one more start in 2022. Yeah, he's facing off against the Reds' young uh, fireballer, Hunter Green, who can really dial it up and you know, you wonder if you're seeing some future matchup where these guys are going, you know, you know, like uh, Bob Gibson versus Fergie Jenkins type thing. If we're seeing that right here, you know, kind of something that would be developing. Um, you know, I was worried about this because when we were on the last episode, I talked about how Hunter Green seemed to have found it. You know what I mean? And sometimes it happens with these young guys. And he had been pitching really good as well uh, of late. Hayden has been pitching great. And this was the kind of, you know, weird it – was, it was a good pitcher's duel if you watched the game. Um, unfortunately, in the bottom of the third, uh, Wesneski was going to walk Jose Barrios – or I'm sorry, Jose Barrero, who's then going to steal second. TJ Friedel is going to hit a very soft chopper. Wesneski picks it up. He throws it back past Kiros, and that allows Barrios to score, so the Cubs are down one nothing. Jonathan India was hit by a pitch. Friedel gets to second. They go to double steal. Friedel's caught stealing third. And uh, something, I, I never followed up on the injury. It was a hamstring or knee. I wasn't sure. But he was called out. India was safe at second. He was out of the game. But then Kyle Farmer doubles on a pop bloop over the head of Alfonso Rivas. That should have been Suzuki's ball. And uh, India scores and the, and the Reds lead two to nothing. And there was a lot of problems that game. But, uh, communication between infielders and outfielders. There's a lot of balls that the outfielders should have called off and they didn't. And, you know, uh, it was just bad because unfortunately, uh, Wesniski pitched really well. He just got Babbitt to death. You know, the, the balls that they were hitting were these choppers, these ones that blooped right in between infielders, outfielders. It wasn't like they were, you know, teeing them off. It wasn't like you were seeing hard hit balls. They were, they were just going exactly in the right spot where nobody was. The air didn't help them that much. And so, you know, that those two runs, you know, neither of the balls barely made it out of the outf- infield. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. The communication was not good. Something that, of course, lots of teams are dealing with. And maybe that's kind of the dog days of the of the last series. But uh, it's unfortunate when you got Hayden out in the mound that a ball like that slips through. Yeah, and then the bottom of the eighth, Stuart Fairchild doubles. There's a wild pitch by Manny Rodriguez that moves Fairchild to third. Jonathan India hits a ground rule double to left. Fairchild scores and the Cubs trail 3-0. Top of the ninth, bizarre game, a bizarre inning. Alexis Diaz is in to close it out. Zach McKinstry walks. Esteban Quiros walks. So you got back-to-back walks. Things looking good. Um, Sale lines out to right. So McKinstry goes to third. You got runners at the corner. And then Hap hits a ground ball to second baseman Spencer Steer, who throws it to shortstop Jose Barrero. They're going for the 4-6-3 double play. But Barrero, this is remember they don't do the neighborhood play anymore. He's not on the bag, and so he uh, Barrero throws it back to first. Hap is out at first, but Kiros thinks he's out. He slid way early, yeah. 
And and the ump called him safe. He didn't realize that he's walking away from the bag, and they throw it back and tag him out. So the Cubs score a run on the play. Uh, McKinstry scores from third, and he scored before the third out. So that was it. The you know the Cubs get a run, but that's the final. Uh, they lose three to one. Their seventh game, their seven game winning streak ends on that. But I think Dustin personally, you know, it was a letdown that that game that weekend at, that six game set actually, you know, at Wrigley was just so rocking, and the fans were so into it. And there was probably like twenty people at the Great American Ballpark. There's absolutely oh no anything. Right, I think it you could have. <laughs> right, I think you could have went and shook every hand of every person that was there. Mm-hmm. Dull crowd, Absolutely and and, right. and I just yeah. and I think that they just the Cubs were just. I know it's not an excuse, and and we just talked about it, no quit or no something, but I think that there was a bit of an emotional letdown. The final was three to one. Wesniski six point one innings pitch, four hits, two runs, only one of them earned, one walk, six Ks, but he ends up wrapping up his first major league month with a three and two record and a two eighteen ERA, eight earned runs, thirty three innings pitch to go along with seven walks, thirty three strikeouts and a 198 average against. And what I was talking about with Wesniski, he allowed 77.3 mile per hour average exit velocity through five innings pitch. So, in those, I mean, 77 miles per hour, you know, when you're talking about home runs, you're talking about like 100 miles per hour, 110 miles per hour. 77, they weren't hitting the ball hard just where they weren't. And the offense only had the one run on two hits, three left on base, 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Hunter Green looked really good. Six innings pitch, zero runs, one walk, eight Ks. Their offense wasn't much better. Three runs on six hits, six left on base. Three for seven, though, with runners in scoring position. Donovan Solano had a good game going two for three, but Wesneski really is a bright spot for the Cubs in the future. Yeah, so before we get into game two, a couple of things. So that exit velocity, uh, this is something – um, you know, you hear a lot when we have guys like Tommy Hadovy on talking about pitching to soft contact, right? That's something they're really stressing nowadays. So I'm guessing that like 77.3 miles per hour is really soft contact. So I think that's something that they're got to be loving right now. I know we're going to do more of this as we go through, but just, I think I'm taking this, if I'm listening to this podcast right now, I would like to, I would like to know Crowley where you think a Hayden Wesneski fits in in the 2023. I know we don't know what's going to happen in free agency. I know we don't know if Kyle Hendricks is going to be right. Top you five know, starter, top three starter. Is he is he going to the bullpen? Where do you? He's not going back to the minors, right? That would be a no, waste of no, time. I, I, think, at this point. I, I see. There's a lot of Cubs. He's a major leaguer. You know, you would you would like to see him, and and they'll they'll take a look at spring training. And my guess is he starts in the bullpen but he finishes up as a okay. starter. That's my belief. Next year? Okay. Yes. All right. We'll keep an eye on that. I think he's going to be a day one, not day one meaning he takes the ball in the first game. I think he will be in their top five next year. We'll wait and see. Uh, let's move over to game two. Another guy that uh, got a lot of seasoning here at the end, Crowley, Javier Assad taking the ball for our Northsiders. Javier Assad versus Luis Cesar. Uh, again, the bats just weren't there. Top of the fourth, Wilson Contreras hit what was probably his last homer as a Cub, a solo homer. They take a one nothing lead. Everything's looking good. Top of the seventh, Nico hits his tenth. Cubs are up 2 nothing. But in the bottom of the seventh, Keegan Thompson pitching. You got two out. He walks Jose Barrero of the 154 batting average, not even hitting his weight. 
And then the next batter, Chucky Robinson, hits his second home run of the season. And just like that, the game's tied at two. Brandon Hughes comes on in the ninth. He walks the leadoff batter. Stuart Fairchild, Spencer Steer hits a walk-off double. Eighth walk-off loss of the season. The final Reds three, Cubs two. Assad uh, had one of, I thought, a really, really good outing. 5.1 innings pitch, four hits, zero runs. And the key for him, only one walk, four Ks. So he finishes 22. Javier Assad finishes 2022 with a 311 ERA in 37.2 innings. He accomplished something no other Cubs rookie picture has ever done, ever, in the history of the franchise. It marked his fourth start with at least four innings pitch and zero runs allowed in his first eight MLB starts. Since 1906, Kerry Wood in 1998 and Larry Cheney had three such starts. Assad's the only one to do it four times. Wow, nice company with uh, Kerry Wood being in the same sentence with him, right? Uh, uh, yeah, in that 98 Rookie of the Year season. And so Keegan Thompson was charged with the blown save. Hughes takes the loss. The offense, two runs on three hits, six left on base, 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. Just not great when you think about in, in, in that yeah. game one, you know, you barely had any hits. You know, you had two hits. And in game two, you finish up with, what, three hits? So, you know, you five hits in two games ain't going to cut it. Uh, Wilson Contreras, two for three with a home run. For the Reds, Luis Sesa, five innings pitch, one hit, one run, one walk, four Ks. The offense had three runs on six hits, six left on base, 0 for three with the runners in scoring position. Chucky Robinson, two for three with that big two-run homer to tie it up. And it left you wondering, where was this Cubs offense we've seen lately? Yeah, they left it at, they left it at Wrigley Field, at least through the uh... – the first uh, two games. Crowley, I'm going to ask you the same question I just asked you about after game one. I, I felt the Cubs did Keegan Thompson absolutely no favors. It, you know, in, in the recap, you know, blow and save, doesn't have the hold. He pitched He pitched in parts of three innings. What, what's mm-hmm. that all about? You know, we were, we were talking about before and complaining maybe six weeks ago about guys going two innings that we thought, what are they doing here? But then... We had Tommy Hadovy on with Mully and Haw and talked about that's what they were looking to do. So, okay, now we knew the plan, right? That was the plan. But why in the world, you know, Keegan Thompson's not going to pitch three innings of relief ever, right? I mean, so I'm asking you kind of the same question. Where do you see Keegan Thompson fitting in the Cubs pitching next year? Uh, I believe it's going to be similar to what he was going to do this year, which was, again, piggyback starter. And I think you're going to see way more of that in the future. And, you know, they're, they're testing it out, two innings, three innings, seeing, you know, again, the, the, that start where Wade Miley went, Hayden Wisniewski's first start, and he finished it up. You're looking to yep. see a lot more of those type of situations. Uh, my only hope, and if I was to talk to Tommy Hadabi and ask him a question, and hopefully we'll have that opportunity this offseason, it would be just that, you know, With a guy like Keegan, I would like him to come in more to a clean inning. So if there's somebody on base, get a real-life reliever. If you're going to have these guys go three, four innings, get a real reliever that's going to be more of the get-a-couple-out variety and then let Keegan Get you out of the trouble, get you out of the trouble, and start off right. Right. That's what I would like to see more personally if we're going that route. And just just to kind of add to that, it's not just the Cubs that are doing that. They're the first – you know, this first postseason coming up – um, the Cardinals, you know, it's a three-game series. They have all five of their starters on the playoff roster. Usually when you go into these postseason things, you don't see the four or five starter. They're usually left off. You know what I mean? 
not mm-hmm. the Cardinals. They're going with all five of their starters. So this is this is not going to be the, just the Cubs. You're going to see this a lot more. All right, let's move into game three, game number 162. Adrian Sampson throwing, and the Cubs looking to pin the 100th loss of the season on the Reds. I believe only the second time in franchise history if the Cubs could pull it out, and the offense came back to life. Adrian Sampson versus Graham Ashcroft, you know, it's, it's, it ended up being a blowout. It started out close, so top of the second one out. Franmil Reyes singles, wild pitch moves in the second. Nico Horner walks. Reyes is caught stealing third. That is one of the – there's a couple things we're going to need to talk about, and that's going to be one of them outs on the bases. It's just – it can't happen. You can't get caught stealing at third. Um, Nico steals second. P.J. Higgins walks, so you got two on. And David Bodie home runs. The Cubs lead three to nothing. Bottom of the second, one out. Adrian Sampson walks. Jose Barrario. So I think that's everybody. Wisniewski, uh uh, Asa, or no, it was Thompson and, and Samson. They're walking this guy with a 152 batting average. Austin Romine singles, Barrero to third. Uh, Alejo Lopez called out on strike. Pass ball by P.J. Higgins. He thought it was in his glove. It wasn't. Uh, Barrero scores, and the Reds trail 3-1. to one. Bottom of the third with two outs. Stuart Fairchild triples the center. It was a tough play, but one that Morell should have made, and that's another conversation about things that need to improve next year is the Cubs' center field defense was just abysmal this season. Um, Spencer Steer singles, Fairchild scores. The Cubs' leads cut to 3-2. Unfortunately, in the third, Adrian Sampson was removed with right groin tightness. And we, you know, we, we call him our adopted pitcher here, and he had such a great season. It was a bummer. He did not want to leave the game, but it was the right move to pull him out. No reason to risk anything for next year in game 162 of a meaningless game. Yeah, speaking of that, so let's go back to what you mentioned. I mean, do you think Reyes was stealing third on the advice of David Ross, or do you think that Framio Reyes was just trying to have a little bit of fun? I don't know. No, I think that, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, the offense, obviously, we talked about five hits in two games. They were struggling. Maybe they're trying to manufacture runs. I, I can't say for sure who it was. I'd love someone to answer that. But, it, it you know, it wasn't just Fran Meal. It wasn't just that instance. It was constantly. I don't know who, what, when, whose responsibility. Obviously, everything falls on the manager, but it, it, it can't happen like that this year. You cannot run into outs. I don't care if your offense is struggling and you're trying to manufacture. You can't do that at, at, at the rate that the Cubs did. 29th worst team in baseball when it comes to base running. Right. Big picture, of course. I just think in that one little particular incident, I think Reyes was probably like, hey, you guys want to take a base? Go ahead and try it out. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, good thing it didn't matter in this game because in the top of the six, one run game, mind you, the Cubs offense awakens from its sumber. Uh, with the bases loaded and one out, P.J. Higgins walks and makes it 4-2 Cubs. The bases are still loaded. Bodie doubles. How's that for a day? Five RBIs. That makes it 6-2. to two. And then Zach McKinstry with his biggest homer as a Cub. Three-run homer. They now lead 9-2. to The Cubs sent nine batters to the plate. Top of the seventh, uh, Wisdom will double. Velasquez strikes out. Franmil Reyes singles to make it 10-2 Cubs. Horner singles. P.J. Higgins doubles, making it 12-2. Bodie walks. Morell singles, 13-2. McKinstry grounds into a force-out. Revis walks, and Wisdom flies out, but the Cubs bat around. And then in the top of the eighth, Nelson Velasquez walks. Franmil Reyes homers. The Cubs take a 15-2 lead, and that is the final game of the season. Adrian Sampson 
2.2 innings pitch, four hits, two runs, one earned, one walk, three Ks. But he had recorded five straight quality starts in his last seven starts since August 28th, posted a 160 ERA, seven earned runs, and 39.1 innings pitch. The second lowest ERA in that span behind former Cub Jose Quintana. So, I mean. Who, who is starting, who is starting, by the way, game one in the National <laughs> League wild card round. I mean, I cannot believe that. No, you, you couldn't. Yeah, I'm just stunned. But Samson had made five straight starts of at least six innings, allowing one or no runs. The longest stretch by a Cub since you Darvish did it seven Oh, times. by the way, you Darvish, another ex-Cub starting in game <laughs> one of the postseason in the National League. And I think, aren't the Padres playing the Cardinals? Yeah, I believe so. But that's yeah. not why we're here. I know, that's not why we're here. That's another subject, but uh, yeah. Okay. But I take a look at it right now. The offense had 15 runs on 13 hits, six left on base, six for 11 with runners in scoring position. McKinstry, two for six with three RBIs. Reyes, three for five with three RBIs. Higgin, one for three with three RBIs. David Bodie, two for four with five RBIs. For the Reds, Graham Ashcroft won 5.1 innings pitch, four hits, seven runs, five walks, four Ks. The offense had two runs on seven hits. Jake Fraley went two for five. 